Courtney, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Hi. Uh, <laughs> super excited. I'm so glad you could. we got this to, to work out. I'm so happy you could join us. This is amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, no problem. Courtney, I'm so happy to have you on here. I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Peter Voland. I am the sort of like the founder. I am the founder of Nerd Adulting. We're a, we're a smaller podcast, but we're it's a it's growing. We're uh, we put a lot of effort into it. So, and Josh is is my co-host. Ruthie couldn't make it today. She's uh, feeling a little bit under the weather, so I apologize that she couldn't be here today. And um, um, Josh, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself as well. Oh, so hello. My name is Josh Wick. Uh, I'm a co-host here. I've worked on Peter for this with this project for about a year now. It's been a year and a couple months. Um, did a couple guest appearances on a previous show that he had. Uh, currently serve active duty military. Been active duty for about 11 years. And I love all things nerd. And I'm not afraid to show it. I rub it off on my soldiers. And they love it. And I use it to motivate them sometimes so it's definitely a big part of my life and this project this environment these kinds of people are uh people that i'm passionate about it's a community i'm passionate about and i respect it a lot so that's why i'm here i have fun doing it and it's enjoyable so yeah that's that's all i got <laughs> awesome well it's wonderful to meet you both um Yes, it's so ha- I'm so happy to meet you. I just it's funny because I just beat the game a couple weeks ago and uh, Control, and I've been I love the game. I love Remedy in general, um, but I'm gonna start off the interview like I always start off with every guest that we have. So when you were a kid, um, did you have like any nerdy interests or collecting stuff um, like you know video games, whatever? And are you a nerd now in anything that you do? Yeah, I'm definitely a nerd. Um, <laughs> I growing up. Well, I loved Mario, like Super Mario, Mario Kart. Like that was my thing growing up. Um, I played so much that my parents actually put my TV downstairs right next to our big TV so my parents could see me and watch me because I just was always in my room. Um, so that, like as far as video games went, that was my thing. Um, but I definitely, I mean, I collected like Beanie Babies and I collected Furbies. Um, I actually- <laughs> I, I collected Furbies until I grew up um, in Texas and we had terrible thunderstorms. And in my room upstairs, we had this big window that like lit up my whole room. And one night we had this awful thunderstorm and I had taken everything off of my bookshelf and put all my Furbies lined up. So I probably had like 35 of them. Like no one needs 35 Furbies, but I had them. And um, the lightning flashed, the thunder went off and then as the thunder hit, it shook our house. And when one Furby wakes up, they all wake up. And oh, so- oh, <laughs> oh no! that's right. That was like a horror <laughs> film. And so that was the last night I collected Furbies. They're like, ah, cock-a-doo-doo-doo-doo. and I'm like, ah! <laughs> like freak it out. Yeah. Yeah. Screw the Furbies. That was the end of my. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Anyone that grew up in my the childhood 90s. wonderment yeah. has been ruined. Yeah. yeah. It was immediate, like Chucky coming to life, but with a Furby. <laughs> Wow. That's very interesting. My son actually has a Super Mario obsession now. Everything regarding Super Mario, if it's Mario, if it's uh, coveralls or anything having to do with Mario, he's all about it. And he knows more than I do. He's like telling me stuff. I'm like, I had no idea that Mario did that. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. My godson, he just turned six yesterday and um, he was really into Scooby-Doo. 
But like over the past couple of years, he's been into Mario. And so he said to my best friend, which is his mom, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, he's like, I'm over Scooby-Doo. So she decked out his entire room in Mario. And that was his like six, one of his six birthday presents. And he went in. I've never seen a kid more excited. Like he like wow. is through the screen. He's just obsessed. And I'm, we were talking like how it's just sustained that like level of excitement for yeah and for adults like for that long it's just it's yeah it's fun that's pretty cool that's it's interesting how things stick with you throughout your life so i mean it's good to know that you know you have those things as well that like they created the person that you grew you grew up liking these things and it kind of like molds you into the person you become in the future absolutely i've I've always i've always thought that nerd culture as scrutinized as it was in the past is, you know, it's a lot more mainstream, especially nowadays. And especially even more now that everybody's kind of like shut in and because of uh, COVID. So it's just interesting. Um, So I have a question, right? So uh, what was it like working on Quantum Break as both a live action actress and a voiceover, like, and having your likeness in there, like, maybe was ahead of its time along like coming with a big TV show? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I didn't actually know what I was auditioning for when I auditioned for it. So they just said, cause it was a live action audition. Not that the other ones aren't, but there was like no voiceover involved. So I went in, I tested, um, and then I didn't hear from them for like eight months. And then they called my manager that cause it just takes that long for like everything to get going. Mm-hmm. So when they called me, they were like, do you want to play the role of Beth Wilder? And I was like, who the hell is Beth Wilder? Like, it had been so long that I was like, I don't even know who you're talking about. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the, the Because also the directors of them were so different. It was like, I was used to the TV side. Um, so like that was familiar to me, but the video game aspect, all the mocap, all of that was new. But pairing them together, I mean, yeah, I feel like I really enjoyed it. I think it was a great, great um, idea and a, and a concept that they brought to life. Um, but yeah, maybe it was a little ahead of its time. I know some people, um, some people were like, like the live action sequences were like quite long. I know sometimes, and, mm. but as an actress, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool that like we were heroes in one and the villains in the other. And like, you could get two different perspectives of it. I yeah. thought that was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I got to work with Patrick, which I didn't really get to do during the game. Um, so, I mean, as an actress, I loved it. I mean, I know that everyone's, it's hard to please everyone. If you try and please everyone, you're just, you know, God. Yeah. You're going <laughs> like, to be stretched way too thin. Yeah. Exactly. You'll never be happy. So I'm glad they tried it. I think, I think that it was a beautiful, um, experience for all of us, but right. yeah. That's interesting because I, after I beat control, the main store, I haven't done the expansions. I was like, uh, quantum break was on sale for PC for 10 bucks. So I bought it. I, pl- I started playing it last week and all of a sudden in the middle, after like act one, you just boom, you're in this, hour-long episode which i thought it was really cool because i was expecting it but i can only imagine being you know a gamer and then boom you're sitting through a cutscene for 40 minutes so it's not but it's not really a cutscene. so well peter um, you and i both have extensive metal gear backgrounds <laughs> so that's yeah. just known for super long cutscenes. so we're kind of used to it yeah. yeah yeah but i totally see if you're not used to that and then you get kind of thrust into this you're like well, I, I was like in the middle of playing like i was like my energy was <laughs> 
just finished an energy drink. What are we doing here? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like exactly. I have all this amp and no, nowhere to put it. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's um, cool. So I have an eight-year-old daughter who is actually a gamer. She's, I mean, surprise, surprise, right? Her dad's a gamer. My, you know, whatever. And um, so I love all the positive and strong female leads that we're getting in video games now because when we grew up, we didn't see much of that growing up, you know? So do you ever think about how awesome it is to have portrayed such a strong Remedy's first female lead in a video game and also what it means to be a part of that fantastic group of strong female leads like Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, Ellie from The Last of Us, uh, Alex from Half-Life, Alex, Lara Croft, you know, like, what do you think about all that and being part of that group now? I mean, I am honored and flattered, and I think it's incredible. I know when Sam called me, um, when he wrote the role, he was like, I wrote this with you in mind. Would would you love to play it? And I was like, yes. Like, you didn't have to say, like, what it was about. I just love working with them, and I know how great he is. Um, but I just think it's incredible that I get the opportunity to do that, but then also that there are so many female leads out there. I know for me with Jesse, and this was something that Sam and I sat down and with the other writers as well and and really, really honed in on what we wanted Jesse to be as a female lead because it was important for me to have her be strong but still be empathetic. Like I didn't want that like for her to be too badass without being relatable. You know, I wanted that strength, but I also wanted the vulnerability because when I think that that's in general, like we had to kind of define what a strong female lead meant to us, because I think for certain people, like it means different things, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But one of the things that is important, especially in gaming is that you have females playing her and you have some men, men that are playing that like want to be this strong female or this strong lead in general. But then you also have the men that have that caretaking side too, that want to be able to see that vulnerability and feel like, find that balance between. So I knew that that was something that Sam and I had talked about. And um, so it was cool to kind of find that balance and also find how she differed from Beth because, you know, Beth was more militant. Jesse was more street and like how we could do that. But yeah, I mean, I, um, I'm blown away by the women in this industry. And so absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So can you describe the process of how you, you say he, designed the character like catered to you right but how did you like describe the process of how did you actually landed the role like did they have somebody else in mind were you contending with anybody else i know that there was certain things that were created for you right like with you in mind but were there any other mock-ups of how she should have looked maybe or how did they land on exactly like your likeness because she looks exactly like you. like i was like no that's it's it's, her that's her there's no (laughs) even like hair everything was the same. So I'm just, I'm just curious about that. Yeah. So he had, um, he told me, well, this in the beginning, but then more elaborate, you know, afterwards, but, um, yeah, he, he created the character. He really enjoyed Beth. He saw how much the fans really liked Beth. Um, Beth in quantum break was supposed to have a bigger, uh, part in it, but you know, they were mixing with Microsoft and things got dropped. I was no longer a playable character. And, um, I know he said that he just felt like there was like more that he could do. So when he was creating control, he was like, immediately, this is Courtney. And so he said he wrote it um, with me in mind. And then when I got there, that's when it became like, okay, what is Jesse going to look like? And so um, I don't know if you've seen the the book that they just created, which is like all the designs behind control. Oh, but no, I have not the, seen that. 
Oh, so in there, there's like tons of all of the looks of like, was I going to have short green hair? Was I going to have blonde hair? Was I going to have, and it's Ah. my face with all these hairstyles. And we went through it. And then the first time I went over there, actually the first couple times, I went through fittings wearing all different outfits, all different boots. Was I going to have like, you know, overalls? Was I going to have like what exactly I was going to be wearing? Um, and then in the end, it was funny. They were kind of like going with every hairstyle, but not red. And then in the mm-hmm. very end, um, cause there was like short spike at one point I had like a mohawk and it was like, like, I didn't, they didn't know they were just trying to feel it out. And then finally they were like, let's try red. <laughs> and then they're like, that looks great. And I was like, really? Right. Thank you. <laughs> I think um, it's funny you say mohawk because mohawk always seems like the most anti-protagonist hairstyle. It's always like a bad guy hairstyle, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I funny think, that you mentioned that. Yeah, it was just, I think they were just trying things. And I think also, too, because, you know, in the beginning, it's like how much influence from the streets are we going to bring in with Jesse, and how much influence of, you know, what the story-driven aspect is, is trying to find Dylan and and right. you know, overcoming this um this loss in her life and, and what exactly that is. Like, is it, are we, are we, does she look like she came from coping on the streets or does she look like she's always been driven here and this is how she is. So there was a lot to it. And um, I I thought it was really cool that it looked like me. And the first time we played it, I sat down with my now fiance, but Benny was my boyfriend and we were sitting there and we were like, it came on, like it started. And then I could hear my voice and then I saw my face and I was like, Oh my God, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. I yeah. I always imagine like playing yourself in a game or watch someone play is almost like the ultimate character creation feeling because you know a lot of us we create create ourselves in video games, but this is like the the ultimate like cre- character creation where you get to be in a game. Like that's probably like what every right. every like we always would dream to have that. Like you get people that face cam like an NBA 2K, you can face scan yourself in the game. Um wow. but yeah, you can actually use your it's not great. I mean, there's some some horrible things, but yeah, you can actually face scan <laughs> yourself. And there's some good ones if you can do it just right. And it's not easy. Not like having probably, you probably sat in machines and had them scan your face a dozen times. And, you know, it's not quite the same as using an iPhone and <laughs> scanning your face. Yeah. But. but it's still that you at least get somewhat of an experience. Yeah. Because it is definitely like a once in a lifetime experience to see that and to like, especially because they animated me in so many ways that like, I'm like, oh my God, I can freaking fly like what the heck like yeah so many cool things that i um yeah and plus two was shooting this game um i didn't go over there with a bunch of the cast like with quantum break i was doing scenes with other people so we could kind of see how the story was going on but with this just because of i was on a show i was going over on dark weeks um so i never saw any of the other cast ever when Mm. i was there and so that was really interesting watching the story play out because even though like I got everything that I was in, but I didn't get the full game to read. So when I was playing it, there was moments where I was like, oh, I remember this, but then stuff with Ati and stuff with Dylan, I'd never seen before. So it was like, there was moments when I was playing the game that I forgot it was me because I was like in the game, you know, but then I was like, in the game and i was like oh my god where am i where's this thing to like you know <laughs> well so, was it was it hard like because you don't have anybody to play off of you know like how mm. i'm assuming that must be difficult because yeah. that definitely creates a better atmosphere like 
as I mean, you exceptional talent on your part. Yeah. You know, kudos <laughs> because I didn't know that you were like not in, in the presence of other cast members, like either doing voiceover promotion or mocap stuff. So, I mean, it, it's very believable. Like, so good job, yeah. you know? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We went and we shot it. Um, and then I know that, um, I think Ati came and then, uh, forgot who else came somebody else came and then when we went back to shoot those scenes they didn't match like what that person had done and then my response to it they were like disconnected just mm-hmm. because you know when you start a game it like trans you think it's going to start here and then it kind of transforms into something up here and so i ended up we ended up almost when we were done with it we went back and reshot the beginning of the game because you know we were like one jesse was more flushed out then um, but two, it was just like, we just wanted it all to match. So, right. um, yeah, they were wonderful with, with getting able to, to do that. No, wow. that's a little, that's a fun little tip. I did not know that. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. so, so Ruthie, our, our, uh, I say co-host, tri-host, I don't know, but Ruthie, uh, <laughs> um, she's a voice actress, right? So she's starting to break into it. She's starting to get some success now. She's starting to grow. So I wrote this question for her, but, uh, what would be your best advice for anyone who was trying to break into voice acting or what was the best advice you received? Um, to just continue to study and practice, you know, um, like as a musician, you don't just study when the concert's coming, you know, as an artist, you don't just mm. meet when there's a, when there's a gallery coming, a gallery showing. And that was something that really stuck with me, you know, with voiceover, there's so many different aspects to it, really knowing and fine tuning your voice, understanding how, what your range is, what, you know, cause every voiceover artist is different. Some people are great with impressions. Some people are great with different voices. Some people are very commercial. Um, just finding what I always like to say a keyboard and seeing what tunes yours are, what, where you can put your, 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 um, dials. And so that would be my advice is just continuing to, to study and have fun. You know, because I think that's the biggest thing in voiceover more than anything else, you know, that like you go in a booth and you are yourself. It doesn't matter what you look like. I look ridiculous sometimes in a booth when I'm doing animation. Like I'm like, I'm all over the place and I'm making people are like, oh my God, like what the heck are you, you know? And it's like, I don't care when you're on screen, it's a little different. So that would be my advice is just to continue to study, but to also have fun and have faith. And if it's what you want to do. I believe anyone can do anything they want if they set their mind to it. So that's my advice. I can never stop, never yeah. stopping. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. Never stopping. That's cool. Um, so when it comes to uh, the character of Jesse, you know, um, what was the most fascinating thing about her or what was something that just drew you to her as a character, like made you connect with her other than obviously, I mean, it's you on the screen but like her ideals and how she feels about certain things. Like did, did you have a connection with her like on a personal level or were you just like, Oh, I'm just playing this character. I'm just reading lines. Or did you feel deeply connected to her? And what, if so, what was that fascination? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, I immediately was connected to Jesse. I think one of the things that one of the first things Sam told me was just about having like with Polaris, it's more of like this, intuition spiritual kind of voice that's um guiding jesse and that's something in life i connect to i love to you know i believe that we're all connected and and you know that we're life is bigger than just us and there's 
you know, multiple um, other dimensions that are, you know, currently even with us. Like I just, that's something that's always fascinated me. And so that was something immediately that I connected with Jesse to. Um, but I also, you know, just her mentality of finding out what's really, truly important and getting past all of the things that she feels like holds her back overcoming them. And I feel like that's something in life that I have always, um, driven, like driven myself to achieve and accomplish and overcome right. is fear. And I think that that's something that I love about Jesse is that like in the midst of the hiss, in the midst of, you know, the bureau taking Dylan, like all of these things that could, you know, really just like, you know, drive somebody into the ground. It propels Jesse to, go and take action. And that's something that I, that I love. And immediately I was like, I want to find that purpose, that thing that, you know, um, moves forward. And then the third thing is just how she embraces the weird. I, that's one of my favorite things in life, you know, uh, like we were talking about even nerd, you know, nerding out. It's like, that's my favorite. I feel like people that are too cool and it's like, they're boring, you know, they're holding back. I don't, Honestly, I don't trust people that think they're too cool. I just feel like I'm like they're you're hiding something, you're running from something. I'm not sure. Like the nerdier the better. And I think that that's something with Jesse that like the weird how she walks in and she's like, "Oh, this is weird." <laughs> I'm home. Like that was so cool to me and I actually grew from playing Jesse in that area. Like embracing the things that are different and yeah. it really affected me in my own life and I was like I had to like take a step back and look at my own life and go okay, just because something's different doesn't mean it's a bad thing, you know? And how do I embrace that? That's really interesting well, because yeah. I've, I was thinking about how the snarkyism would come through in the in the game. And I was always wondering, was that actually written or was that something, some of you coming out in some of those snarky lines? Yeah, there's definitely a bit of both. I mean, it's written that way. I feel like Sam is, is that way as well, but it was definitely aspects of, it became more that as we went forward because- having that kind of like the too cool, like, like that, you know, um, sarcastic kind of like, okay, this doesn't really bother me. Like, Oh, like who, you know, Oh, that was weird. You know, stuff like that. Um, that was definitely something that was there, but then just embellished as we got into it and I started flushing out Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can definitely identify with that whole, uh, just approaching every situation with confidence because I definitely like detected that in the character that was portrayed. I'm playing and this weird things happen and she's like, I'm the director now. So I guess I'll figure it out. That's a very common phrase in my line of work is even if we don't have the answer, we'll figure it out. It's not, it can't be too hard, you know? So I really like that about that character, this, that, that, that front face of confidence of like, Oh, I can jump this building. No problem. I'll jump over this wall right now with one is a single leap. I don't care. It's that confidence. It's so attractive. You know what I mean? So that was pretty, that was, that, that, it's a, it, it's a good performance and I like it. So thank you. thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, I just feel like in life in general, you know, in, in, you know, being especially, you know, in the, in the service, I, um, I did a, a shoot years ago i guess i could talk about it now because it's over and it didn't actually make the cut they actually switched me with somebody else but i did a whole shoot for call of duty years ago um that was like up everywhere and um i totally just blank sparrow was the one with the the 
bow and arrows. I think it is. It is. Yeah. Fair. yeah. Um, well, they went Hispanic in the end. Like we did a whole shoot and then they wanted to diversify it and which was fine, but I have all the original photos. So it's like, it's fine. It happened. That's I had cool. But it was awesome because I spent the whole day with all of the, uh, a bunch of the other actors that were playing these other characters were all in the military. And I heard the coolest stories from these people and also like traumatic stories. And just, mm. I have so much respect. And I think that that was something that, um, when we were differentiating Jesse from Beth, because Jess, Beth was more militant in a lot of ways, just working for Monarch and, and the way that that was, um, you know, her life that, but I felt like there was something very important and valuable, um, that sometimes even being in the streets and, and being on your own and being around criminals and being around, like having to fend for yourself and having to kind of learn who you are at the core so that, you know, what you can face, you know, your limits, you know, where you are, and you're also not afraid to fail because you know that there's growth within that. And yes. I think that, that was something that I wanted to bring in, but that was also something that when I was doing that shoot with call, with all these people from Call of Duty, that like I mean, I just there was a bunch of men, and I just was like sitting there going like, man, <laughs> you have to like you have to have <laughs> not like just the men, but I'm just saying it was like the, right. that's who we were, and I just right, was, like, right, right. Story is just going like, damn, man, like you know you have you have to have that. Um, so I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, and yeah. and that makes me happy that that was well. Right. I was I was gonna say that's what I my this is kind of like an inside thing. My wife was like, when you reach out to people, put down that you are a veteran and you have your veteran founded. You're like no one wants to say no to a veteran, like kind of like. So I actually <laughs> I kind of sneak that in there, like, hey, we're veteran founded, you know, like whatever. You know, I got out uh, a few years a few years ago. Josh's that's how we met. That's how Josh and I know each other was from the military. Did you get to keep anything cool from Control? Like, is that jacket real? What was it? Like, did you get like a souvenir from from working on that uh, game? Um, just my memories. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I didn't get to keep anything. Um, um, we had. They had. They, there was a jacket. Well, obviously the jacket, and it's blue. And then a lot of people thought it was black, but it's actually blue, like a mm. really dark blue. Um. But actually, a friend of mine owns a leather store here, and she gave me a blue jacket. So now I have <laughs> nice. a jacket, uh, which I thought was But no, I mean, I think because most of the stuff in the game, like I had stuff from, um, I did get to keep something, but it was like a strapless bra. And <laughs> what an interesting that. thing. <laughs> but Jesse wore it, but nobody saw it. Just get um, that framed if you know, put it <laughs> in your living room. <laughs> I know. Right. The only one I have because it fit really well. It was like a finished one. I was like, this is fantastic. Um, anyway, but that is the truth. That's the only thing I have from that game. But um, yeah, because most of it was just um, the uh, Heli, the uh, costume designer, she was fantastic. And they designed it all and I wore it for the shoot and then they kept it. They have it there at Remedy. So maybe they'll put maybe, it awesome. Maybe you can email somebody, hey, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I need That's that jacket. Right. I feel like you should have got something. I feel like you should have got the jacket or something. That was like, you know. But. I know. <laughs> the shirt was really cool. They just that, they did really good. The fun. jacket makes part of the look. Like yeah. the, the contrast. It, yeah. I, know, I know. It was actually funny because when we did the final shoot, so my hair grew, obviously, because when I first started, it was shorter. So you can see in the game, my hair is shorter. And then every time I'd go back there, my hair would get longer and longer and longer. <laughs> and then we kept having to do these shoots. And so at one point it was like, 
these pieces, which are now down here. When I started, they were up here. And so I was like having to like pin them and all this stuff. And so it was funny, like with the jacket, one of the times I went in for one of the shoots when we did, there's a part in the game where there's like the live action where Jesse's like kind of her head's going in all different directions. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, when the hiss take over. Right. Um, and I remember we were, we were a little concerned that my hair was a little longer. And then somebody said, well, she's wearing the jacket. So, you know, <laughs> that's fine. That's all that matters. Like if her hair's a little longer, it's totally fine. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was like, we're not cutting my hair. Please don't cut my hair. <laughs> oh my goodness. Speaking of like those noticeable differences, is there any like, any aspects of her that you consider to be completely polarly opposite from how you are? Um, like you see, you know, Jesse does something and you're like, I would never do that. Nope. I'm sorry. No, I said, I definitely don't have powers. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> um, but I know what you mean. Um, you know, I feel like, I mean, I will be honest. I wish I could run into a, I'm a pretty strong, confident person. And I, like I said, I always try and tackle my fears, but if there was like a bunch of these, like crazy demon looking things flying around <laughs> and shooting at me, I probably would not run in like, got this. Like, I, <laughs> I don't really feel like, Courtney, yeah. um, Nope. <laughs> I'm out. The, the yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, well, shit. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Hey, just so everybody knows, I don't actually fly, so don't. I'm gonna be over here in the corner. Exactly. I would love right. to be able to pick something up and throw it at them, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. Be, yeah, be one, be one thing that um, maybe at some point I could get there, but maybe yeah. Hey, science is there. science is rolling. Exactly. Science is rolling. Exactly. You just never know. Yeah. Oh, that's that's this is great. I'm cracking up over here. Um. Well, so. You got a lot of critical uh, success, I feel like, from Control. So I know you were nominated for a BAFTA Game Award, uh, the Game Awards as well, and you ultimately won Best Acting in a Game category at the New York Video Game Awards. So what does that all mean to you, um, being nominated and then ultimately winning that award? You know, it's it's just a nice little accomplishment. I think I think it's cool. We, we all put so much into that game, and, um, you know... <laughs> Just, I, for me, I was really proud of, like I said, I, I was also working on a show as well. And I'd go over there on my dark weeks and just how much, how much time I spent and Sam spent and all the writers and the directors, you know, Hannah was fantastic. And, um, I felt like it was a win, not just for myself. I felt like it was for all of us. I feel like we just all kind of collaborated together and and it made me feel like I had done my job you know that people were affected by the game which which in which in the long run is really why you know Sam creates those games and why I am an actor you know we want to tell stories and have people feel um connected and seen and heard and so just being recognized for that stuff and and being up for those awards was really just an honor I'm I'm glad that somebody so deserving, you know, is the one that it's, it's in front of that award. So congratulations. Well, you were up against some tough competitions. I can't remember exactly. I don't have it on my list, but I remember looking who you're going up against. I was like, man, like, that's tough. <laughs> and you know, and then I think that is an honor in itself to be considered right. on oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was really cool. Um, I just, uh, for the Game Awards, when I found out that, you know, because they do male and female. 
And so I thought that was kind of cool because I was like, I don't know when this is ever going to happen again. I just thought it was cool that it was like based on like the artist. Um, You know, I'm all for splitting the categories, you know, for interacting things because the roles are different. And, um, but yeah, when, when um, I was up and I found out that I was up against, uh, oh my God, I can't remember. Is it Norman Reedus? Norman Reedus. Yes, Yes, that's right. Okay. When I found out that I was, up for the game awards and i found out that i was against norman reedus i loved the walking dead i love him as an actor and that was something that was just so cool for me i like i saw him after the game awards and i totally went up and got <laughs> with him like nice. <laughs> nice. That was so cool he gave me and my boyfriend a water bottle um that says reedus on it that he had gotten from uh i think it was youtube I don't know if he was supposed to give those out, but he gave them to us. So we have <laughs> our house, one that says Redis. And I know that's just so silly, but it just was cool to be like recognized and be up against not just him, but everyone that we were up against yeah. um, is just awesome because video games, you know, they're no joke when you're creating them. There's a lot of content and it's, you know, you, you just, a lot of it, like with this game, it was, you're doing the facial capture, you're doing the voiceover, you're doing the mocap and, and, you know, even with quantum break. So some of the scenes you're doing like three times in three different ways. And it's just, and you're matching it all. And, um, yeah, so it was, and I'm assuming there comes a strong desire to get it right. I mean, I've always said like, I'm a nerd, but sometimes like nerds can be mean, like with, they're so overly critical about, no, this is the color. No, it should. The boots should have this many lace holes. Like so specific about the little things that that they like. So, I mean, we've never done that did, before. What are you, you talking? You did a about? wonderful job. <laughs> you did a wonderful job, and congratulations <laughs> again. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> so, actually, to follow up on what I just said, um, what is the best thing about acting in video games and live action? Do you prefer one over the other? Is one which one would you rather do if you were to be offered a job when you wished it was this tomorrow, you know? Oh man, that's so hard because (laughs) I always love to, I'm inspired by the character that I get to play and what they overcome. I think that's really cool. Mm. Um, Man, I don't know. I, I, I would say if I had to pick two things to do for the rest of my life, I mean, it would obviously be the live action and, and like mocap, like video game stuff um because i've done you know commercials and modeling and all that and the video game world and and the on-camera world are my favorites man that's a really hard question because i really want to do like marvel and dc films like that's always been like one of my number one goals but i Mm -hmm. feel like i got to kind of accomplish a little bit of that playing jesse because you know she's i mean you have powers i mean (laughs) yeah you are a superhero yeah right Exactly. So I feel like I kind of got the best of both worlds there. Um, but I, I really enjoy, I enjoy the live action stuff. I enjoy the mocap and I, I don't know. It's hard. I love it all. I love what I do. So I know this is right. There is no wrong answer here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I really do. I'm not just saying it. I really do love all of it. I will say the one thing that was the most challenging if I could just say what I grew from the most, which I would like to do more of because it is a skill is the facial capture because Mm. you cannot move the rest of your body. You literally are standing there still. And it's like, okay, Jesse now is falling off of, you know, the, the cliff and you're, you just have to sit there and be like, 
but like you can't move your head, you can't move anything. And like, or like when Jesse, you know, when she's going along the, the train or with the movie, when she's chasing, you know, the movie yeah. the camera and all of that is like my face, but like not moving any part of my body. So I have to be like, watch out. Oh, don't go that way. No, no. no. And it's like, and you want to like dodge the stuff, but you can't move. So that was an acting challenge if I'd ever seen one. Wow. I had no idea mm. that they did that like that. Like, do you have to like stand in a booth? Like, do they give you something to brace yourself with? Like, how does that work? You have like a bar behind you and then you have a ball, a tennis ball behind your head. So you can kind of lean your head on it. And then you're like gripping this. So I always like under grip it like this and like tighten my back so I don't move. But like, yeah, you can't, I can't even do this. So mm. that was, that was that was new. I remember when I first did that for Quantum Break, Sean Ashmore and I were like, excuse me, you want to say what? <laughs> we were both there together, like, what do you mean we can't move? So, yeah. Wow. So uh, having been, having revealing this wow moment, at least to me, what were some things on Quantum Break or Control that, like, for example, were you ever given a demo of what's supposed to be happening or shown like, oh, your character can do these things? Or was it all revealed to you like once the game was released or you got an early copy or something like that? So for Quantum Break, I we didn't get to see a lot of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when we were in the volume, which is, you know, where you shoot the mocap, there's like this big studio. I don't know if you guys yeah. know it. Yeah. So um, when they were like putting together like all of the pipes, there was like the big bridge and they're like, okay, so this is the bridge and you're looking over at the at the you know, boat in the water over there and you're having to visualize it all. And that tennis ball is where the boat is. And like, and I remember we had shot for maybe about a week or so. And Sean and I were, I don't know if he knew more than I did, but I kind of gathered that he didn't at that point. And then they flipped the monitor around. And that was the first time that we could see, um, we were both frogs. (laughs) We weren't people. They had like made us as frogs. So we were like two frogs, like walking (laughs) I was, so we didn't get to see ourselves. I didn't know what I was looking like. I just, we just both were frogs. Um, Cause that's what they'd animated us as at that one point. But that was the first time I could see the dark like aesthetic of like what the game was going to look like. Right. Now with control, um, I got there and they had already like, first off, they had my face from quantum break. So they had already done some generating of that stuff. So I could see, what the oldest house was going to look like. And I got to see a lot of that stuff beforehand, which was cool. Um, but like my walk changed and, uh, right. and then as we went on, I could see like, Oh, I can dodge. Oh, I can do this. And, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, was cool. There, it was very different. Was there anything like during that process that once you saw it, you were like, wow, like they can make me do that. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like what, well, what are some things that, Oh, I can fly. Like, <laughs> That's what I was to say. That was the main one where I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like the levitation and like, and like coming down like, the, like, you know, like yeah. each little step when like I came down and, um, that was really cool. I thought, you know, the, you know, when you're throwing up the shield and stuff like that stuff was, I mean, all of it was just really cool, but that was the biggest one. I think the levitating and the, and the flying, which I was laughing sometimes when I was taking the elevator. Cause I'm like, I can just like go up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know so I actually yeah. really enjoyed those uh those like physical like those physical descriptors i guess of like you flying like it it literally it's not like in most games where you just like take off but like you feel the weight of your character like you feel it even though you're holding a controller but you really feel the weight of 
of of Jesse's like body, I guess, like moving as she as she as she waves around it in in the air, or where she pushes things, like it feels like you can feel the bass. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's pretty interesting. We did a great job of that. I know we did one photo shoot where I was jumping and I had to look like I was like with my one foot up and. That was difficult jumping and kind of trying to hold as if like, cause they wanted it to look like I was levitating and uh, it's not as easy. As it looks right. <laughs> it's not easy, but no, they did a really good job of finding the, the point of movement and making it. Yeah. Look that yeah. yeah. I remember when you, when you were like, they figure out you can fly. I was like, Holy shit, we can fly. Like, Get yeah. out of here. Like, this is like such an amazing moment. Um, all right. So I've got, I just got one more question for you. I told Josh, I wanted to ask this because I was, as a kid, I was a huge Max Payne fan, like one and two. Like I remember just the, the bullet time and just that game was so gritty and the storytelling was just superb, even by probably today's standards. So I want to know, can you describe what it is like to work with Sam Lake or, and like, what, how is he? Like, what kind of person is he? He is a brilliant human being. He is one of the most well-dressed human beings I've ever seen in my life. I feel like he's in a suit. He looks great. He, uh, you know, he's a very complex, and I don't mean that in like a negative way. Like he just, he's so in-depth as an artist and as a human. He's very humble, and I think that that's why... I think that's why his storytelling is so great because I feel like he really gets to the heart of human condition. He's very interested in general in the weird. He's interested in, you know, um, like loves Twin Peaks, loves like all of those. Uh, that's like makes a lot of thing. sense. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, when I first met him, I didn't know what to expect, and you know, I. I was really blown away because everyone that I had talked to in the game, like when I first started, they're like you're working with Sam Lake, and so. I didn't know who he was. I didn't mm. know what I was up for. You know, what I was up for. And when I first met him, I was like beyond my expectations. Like he, I, I felt like he was going to be this guy that like you couldn't talk to and was like maybe this like totally quirky, you know. And he, he definitely is. But um, yeah, he's great, and I love his Max Payne face. Everyone's always like, make the face, you know. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I've thanks. watched during my. I was funny. I was telling my wife, I was like, I got to play this game for research because I might she might come on our podcast, and she's like, get out of here. But I remember watching some of the cons, and everyone's like, could we see the face? And you know, got to show like his eyebrow. That's actually, um, I, I was I, I don't know what con it was, but you were on with Sam Lake. It was you. I think it was before the game came out, and it was, um, it was New York. Yeah, yeah, and it was with um, not Patrick uh, James McCaffrey. I think was what you were with, um, which is funny because he's like, I never played the games before. And then, oh, you were also on there with um, the voice of Alan Wake, uh, Matthew Peretta, who, oddly enough, I just found out he was on Robin Hood Men in Tights, and he played. I forgot his name, but one of the great characters. I love that movie, and I, I was looking at his IMDb. Yeah, he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights for uh, one of the characters in there that I just loved, but um. So New York Comic Con was the first time we all met each other. Really? Yep. Interesting. James McCaffrey and uh, Matthew Peretta. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, He was. Yeah, we had just met each other, and so it was kind of cool, like seeing every. Well, I don't know if they'd met each other before. I don't want to say that. I don't know that, but it was the first time I met them, at least. I was like, and we were all in the games. We all were sitting next to each other. going like nice to meet you wow look at us <laughs> yeah nice to meet That's you so we already funny. had a conversation <laughs> yeah. in game though, but nice to meet you right, have exactly. a complete game <laughs> um yeah. which yeah, so sam's incredible to just round that out he's absolutely incredible and um 
I'm just blown away by his storytelling and his creativity. I think you guys have already seen that from all of his games. Yes. So I have this idea and it's just like, especially when I played control all the way through, like I said, because there was a lot of surprises for me in there. Um, where does this come from? You know, it's not just yeah. him. It's also his team, but sure. he's, a, he's a great leader. Sure. Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, Matthew Peretta, what a great job he did on control as well. And that dancing cut scene that I saw, I was like, what? I was cracking up. Just what a performance by him too as well. Uh, oh yeah. They're all, they're all so talented. When I was watching stuff of like, you know, even James McCaffrey with trench and, and I just, I'm Yeah. It was it was really cool. It was actually funny with James McCaffrey because we were at, when we were at New York Comic Con, he was just like, you know, being there with with all of that. You know, he he was just so like taking it all in because it was so different than I think what he was like used to doing. Um, but yeah, they both did a great job. Yeah. Doctor uh, Matthew Pratt is great as Doctor Donnelly. Well, that being said, uh, this has been an amazing time. This has been. I can't thank you enough spending all this time with us. Um, it's just been so great to get inside and your experiences and everything. So I can't say this enough, but thank you for coming on today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I was excited when you reached out and it's been wonderful talking with you both. It's, it's been fun. So thank you. Do you, do you get, is this a, like an all the time thing or like we, one of the first people to ask you to get on their podcasts? No, she's been. I know she's been on a podcast before. I listened to it, but I'll let you answer the question. I'm sorry, you answer. (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. Answer for me. Um, No, I've I've done quite a few podcasts before, but I I just I just always enjoy them. Like I said, I love what I do, and you guys seemed really cool. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's. Yeah, we just we try to keep it chill, you know. Uh, I like that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Like we don't have a big studio. Like I'm in my <laughs> one of my bonus rooms. My dog came up earlier and tried to get like attention. I had to shoo him away. No, very, it's very, very like, humble. My hair's wet, so it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm chill too. I, I I just enjoy chatting and connecting. So this has been fun. Awesome. awesome. I was gonna say I know that you you care because of the time you spend with. I see all the videos, all the podcasts, all the YouTube stuff you do, uh, you can see that you care about the community and you care, you know, you like to give back. And it's something like we always brag about with David Hayter. When we did the interview with him, you could, he can tell he genuinely loved playing metal or solid snake in the metal gear game. So uh, that's what I meant to say was you can, t- I can, I, f- I can tell that you care about the community and you know how much we love the game and everything. That's what I meant to say. So um, oh, thank but, you. I'm glad that comes across. Cause I really do. I really yeah. do. I mean, I wouldn't be here without you guys, you know, so I, Thank you guys for enjoying the game and continuing to play it and and all the all the good reviews. So yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I believe that is all the questions we have. And thank you, Courtney. And uh, look forward to to your work and uh, seeing what what comes to you in the future. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was great talking with you both. Same to you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Yeah, that was wow. Really- that was really interesting. I do that. She is she was awesome. A lot, a lot nicer than I expected. <laughs> what did you expect? I don't. I didn't have any expectations. I didn't. Ex- I. I guess. I don't know. I guess I had this weird bias expectation that anybody that has any kind of fame is like kind of has like this entitled mentality. But I mean, I've been proven wrong before. I, mean, I wasn't ex- deliberately expecting it from her, but it's still a yeah. good, like, like a breath of fresh air. She is. Yeah, she is easy so- to talk to. 
Yeah, so nice. Like I kind of knew she was. I mean, I kind of knew just given the vibe that she puts on for podcasts and YouTube's that she's a nice person. But wow, talking with her and just that, just man, just so cool. You know, like she is a nerd. You know what I mean? She's a nerd, yeah. and you know, she's like what well, she is one of us. So yeah, she's um, one of us. <laughs> yeah, one of us. One of us. So, um, well, brother, I think that is it for this episode. Uh, thanks again for. It's so funny how this kind of came to be, you know, like uh, it's unfortunate Ruthie couldn't be here, but I'm just, man, wow. I'm so, I'm just like blown away. I kind of feel like the way we felt after we interviewed David Hader, just like what an amazing experience. What a nice person, you know? Yeah. But, um, so I think I'm going to edit here. Do you have any final thoughts before we close this episode out? Um, it's just, I feel so... It, it's a humbling experience to interview people of this of, of this caliber because it really gives you some insight into the things that you enjoy and how it comes to be and maybe something you didn't like and that's why this decision was made this way. I mean, yeah. it's not every day that I get to talk to somebody that's involved in something that I enjoy that I get to get an insider's view of how that came to be. So... It's just a humbling experience, and I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful for you for <laughs> inviting me to join you on this journey. Um, I'm Good just times, uh, man. I'm just I'm just humbled, man. I'm gonna go yeah. cry. Now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but I'm just I'm just humbled. Yeah. You know, it's it's very yeah. interesting. Um, it's incredible, man, just to hear these stories because as a kid growing up, like this stuff never happened as a kid. You know, we didn't know like what went into the design of the Predator costume or yeah. you know what went into james cameron or the games that we play we didn't know the, the design choices them or why you know i mean though we these are questions that we have like why did they do that? like why did they make her wear a jean jacket or you know like we, so it's just yeah it's really it is a really awesome experience to talk to i'm gonna people. be straight up i didn't know it was blue all right hey i thought it was I'm black re- yeah i'm color deficient but it looked that, black you're right when she said that i looked at it and it's blue <laughs> i looked at it like she said that, and I immediately like scrolled. I was like, what the? and I looked at it real good, and it's like a deep, like dark, dark navy blue. Like, mm. that's crazy. Yeah. Thought it was black. <laughs> well, if you just subscribe to our Discord, maybe you'll get to watch the video too. So if you're or not subscribe, if you're in our Discord, there is a pre-show show folder which you get some extra content. I'm gonna put the video in there. So join our Discord. And you'll get to watch this actual whole entire interview of me and Josh geeking out with Courtney Hope. So, Josh, brother, been a been one, been a lot of fun. As man. always, as yes. always, and don't be shitty. Adios, everybody. Bye bye.